0: The scripture reading today is 1 Timothy 3, verse 1 through 13. Here's a trustworthy saying, whoever aspires to be an overseer desires a noble task. Now the overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. In the same way, deacons are to be worthy of respect, sincere, not indulging in much wine, and not pursuing dishonest gain. They must keep hold of the deep truths of the faith with a clear conscience. They must first be tested, and then, if there is nothing against them, let them serve as deacons. In the same way, the women are to be worthy of respect, not malicious talkers, but temperate and trustworthy in everything. A deacon must be faithful to his wife and must manage his children and his household well. Those who have served well gain an excellent standing and great assurance in their faith in Christ Jesus. This is the word of the Lord.
1: So, what Heidi just read is one of the passages in the New Testament that outline the requirements for those who serve in church leadership. And as such, a passage like this one can be helpful for structuring the church. It's helpful for training people for ministry positions. Uh, passage like this can be very helpful for protecting the church from abusive leaders. So it, in, in, uh, in various ways, a passage like this can be helpful for a church. But let's face it, if you've had a long tough week and you just need some encouragement or comfort today, this is probably not the passage that you would turn to, is it? These verses uh, basically contain instructional material for how to organize and operate a well-run church. Some, some, Some people actually find these verses distressing because they don't really like organized religion. Um, church leaders often find these verses depressing because it can be really hard to live up to these standards. And, and, and most people in the church just kind of find these, these verses dry and irrelevant because, come on, what does this have to do with me? Well, what, what I'd like to suggest this morning is that even in a passage like this one, we see God's love we, we see here God's amazing love for His people. You say, how do we see that? I'd suggest we see it in two ways. First, these verses show us that God really, really cares about your soul. God cares about your spiritual condition Verses 1 through 7 show us the requirements for, for overseers. In other places in the, in the New Testament, overseers are referred to as elders. God designed His church so that it would be uh, led by a team of elders. Why, why did God design the church that way? Well, because He cares about our souls. The primary job of of an elder is not to be a a manager or an administrator or a policymaker or a corporate board member. No, listen, the primary job of elders is to care for the spiritual well-being of the church. Elders are to watch over us and pray for us and encourage us and instruct us. Why? So that our very souls can thrive. God wants us to thrive, every one of us. It, it, in, with that in mind, elders primarily function as shepherds. Um, in Acts chapter 20, there's a place where the Apostle Paul was addressing a group of elders, and this is what he said to them. He said, Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. The Apostle Peter said something very similar to elders in, in 1 Peter 5. He said, be shepherds of God's flock that's under your care, watching over them and being examples to the flocks. So elders, elders are to care for the spiritual well-being of God's people. One, one author wrote, elders are Jesus' assistants for shepherding his churches, Another wrote, an elder must watch over the flock. He must instruct all the sheep, strengthen the weak ones, guard the vulnerable ones, rebuke the obstinate ones, and bear with the difficult ones. So elders care for our spiritual well-being. I just find it fascinating that God, in instituting the church, would design churches to function that way. Why, why, why did God design us to be led by shepherds? Why not coaches who could shout at us from the sidelines? Why not drill sergeants who could bark out their orders at the troops? Or why not even consultants who could, you know, analyze our problems and crunch all the data and file their reports? No, no, God said, I want my people led by shepherds. Why is it? Because, listen, shepherds walk with the flock and care for the flock. So why did God design the church this way? I'll tell you why, Christian, because he loves you, because he cares about your soul. You'll notice when you look at verses 1 through 7, the qualifications for an elder. You'll you'll notice, did you notice that very little is said here about an elder's abilities? Elders elders do not have to be great scholars. They don't have to be great orators. They they don't have to be visionary leaders. In fact, if you look at the, 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 the descriptions there, verse 1 through 7, the only real talent or ability that's mentioned is at the end of verse 2, able to teach. In other words, to be an elder, one must be familiar enough with Scripture that, that he's able just to instruct and encourage other believers from God's Word. That's, that's the only ability mentioned. Everything else here, it's focused on the elder's character, the elder's integrity, the elder's inner life. In other words, I think you could say that God cares more about who an elder is than about what an elder has the ability to do. Now, Christian, let me ask you a question. Did you know that God feels that same way about you? Whether you're an elder or not, God's, listen, God's primary concern is not how smart you are or how attractive you are or or how popular or productive you are. Listen, God cares about your soul. He cares about you. He wants you in your inner being to thrive. Why? Because He loves you. Now, if you're familiar with the ministry of Jesus, I bet that, surpri- that idea does not surprise you. Some of you know this verse, Luke 19, verse 10. Jesus said, the Son of Man came to do what? To recruit the best players for His team. No, The Son of Man came to hire the smartest workers for his firm. No, the Son son of Man came to enroll the top students in his school. No, what did Jesus say? Remember, he said the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. The reason that Jesus came was to rescue and, res- and, and redeem and restore broken people like me, broken people like you. So here's my point. God really cares about you, about your soul. And because he cares about your soul, he designed communities of faith to, to function this way. He just designed us to set apart a whole team of leaders whose primary job is just to shepherd you. So how does a passage like this show us the love of God? First, it shows us that God cares about your soul. And then secondly, this, these verses show us that God cares about your body and your finances, your housing, your employment. In other words, God cares deeply about the physical aspects of your life. So, Sometimes critics of, of Christianity have said, you know, those Christians, the only thing Christians care about is just get people saved and get them into heaven. They don't care about the struggles we're having in this life. Well, listen, sometimes that is true, Right? But to the the degree that that criticism describes a church, it's describing a church that's not living up to the biblical example of Christianity, right? See, listen, if you look here at verses 8 through 12, you you see the requirements for those who serve as deacons. What are deacons? Well, um, in the New Testament, less is said about the role of deacons than what is said about the role of elders. We're never really told exactly what deacons were to do, but we're given a hint as, as to the nature of their job by, by the title that was used for their role. So our word deacon is actually a transliteration of a, a Greek word that in the first century, at least, that the word meant table waiter. Or, or one who, who serves food and drinks. So a deacon meant someone, someone who brings you food, right? In other words, at, at a very minimum, the, the word deacon seems to suggest that, that people who function in, in, in the role of a deacon, their, their main job is to make sure that God's people have enough to eat and a place to sleep. That they, in other words, they care for the physical needs of God's people. Now the role of deacon, it probably grew out of the work that was done by a group of leaders in the very first church, the church in Jerusalem. And in Acts chapter 6, we read about how that church, they prayerfully set apart a group of leaders whose primary job was just to make sure that poor widows had enough bread to eat. So deacons, it seems, were assigned the task of caring for the physical needs of God's people. Did you know that God cares about your physical needs? Do you believe that? Listen, if, if if you came to church today with a pounding headache, maybe you still have one. Do you think God cares about that? Or, or if you're having trouble paying your rent this month, do you think God is concerned about that? Or, or, or if you need a ride to the doctor this week and you don't know how you're going to get there, do you think God in heaven cares about something like that? The gospel says, yes, he does, right? See, the gospel tells us that, that when, when the Son of God came into this world, he did not come as some kind of disembodied spirit, did he? No, he took on our flesh He had a body just like yours. He took on our physical nature. Why? Because God cares deeply about our physical needs. So this is why God, in designing his church, set apart a whole team of men and women appointed to serve in diaconal ministry, to to care for the physical and the financial and the material needs of the church and of the community that surrounds us. And, And something just to point out, you'll notice if you look in verse 8 to 12, the list of requirements for deacons it's essentially the same as the list of requirements for elders in verse 1 to 7. Very, very few differences. In, in other words, those, those who are appointed to serve as deacons were required to be just as spiritually mature as those who were called to be elders. Now, why is this? I'll tell you why. Because caring for our physical needs, it's not of secondary importance to God, is it? God, so God cares about every aspect of who you are. So even, even in a passage like this one, which, yeah, it reads kind of like something out of an HR manual, right? These are the, the job requirements for different positions. Even, listen, even in a passage like this, we see the love of God. I hope, I hope you believe that God really cares about you. Listen, the God, the God who sent his son in a body like yours to rescue a soul like yours, he cares about you. And so that's why God wants you in a church. And that's why God wants the church to have these leadership teams. And listen, church, that's why we need to pray for our leaders, don't we? Because God, God has designed uh, this structure of faith communities, why? So that his love, his love is expressed to each one of us. He really loves you. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for expressing your love for us in this church by giving us the elders and the deacons and deaconesses that we have. They, each one of them is a gift to us. So we pray for them. We know that the enemy would love to discourage them or distract them or just make them feel disheartened in the work they're doing. So we pray for the elders in this church, the, the deaconesses and deacons. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would empower them, each one, and encourage them. And we pray for us as a church that from our leaders we would receive again and again examples of your love for us. Love love that was expressed most fully in Jesus, who came to be the shepherd, who came to be the servant, who gave his life for us. In his name we pray, amen.